Sunny's Monday Motivation on Loud Mouth Radio is a series of compilations of speech, audio clips, and inspirational motivational messages for all who choose to actively engage and listen to the content provided. It is my hope that the information shared will provide his listening ears a true glimmer of strength, light, and confidence within to hopefully give you more aspects to believe in yourself to be everything you ever imagined. What you believe about religion, philosophy, science, people, things, all these beliefs color your life. But what you believe about yourself is most important of all because you can never be anyone else but yourself. And what you believe about everything else is closely related to what you believe about yourself. The key to development is to be all that you can possibly be. I don't know what your talents are. I don't know what your skills are. But here's what I probably am right on, that you're behind on an accelerated effort toward your full development. I would suggest that. Now, for some of you, I know that's probably really not true. But even as I look at my own life, because, you know, I'm, you know, I'm tempted to procrastinate just like everybody else. You know, I should have written 30 books by now. I've only written four or five. You know, I should have done a lot of things, but I haven't. You know, I got distracted and all of us, you know, have these challenges. But what could I become? What could I become? I had one of my dearest friends. I've lost him. He died at age 53. One day, and, and he drank a little too much. David drank a little too much, but he, but he did all kinds of things. He was a builder, and he was a dreamer, and he did a lot of things. But his, his drinking sort of kept him in a fog for like years and years, about six years ago. He was sitting at the yacht club and he was in a fog, and suddenly it occurred to him, I wonder what I could have accomplished all these years if I hadn't have been in this sort of foggy state. And he said, that did it. And the last six years before he died, he was free. And he accomplished some incredible things that last six years. Being all that you can be and not let habits drag you down not let things, you know, sidetrack you from the full development of what you have the capable of being. Uh, what, what all could your heart encompass if you really had the chance and you really had the disciplines and, and really got to it? What could you really become? What could you earn? How healthy could you really be? How many books could you write? How many poems could you write? So here's what I would ask of you. If you feel that you're a little bit stalled wherever you are in your progress, I'm asking you to correct that. I'm asking you to see if you can't possibly be on a more accelerated track toward your possibilities and your full development. Here's what life is all about, to become all that we can possibly be. Uh, the full development of all of your potential, that's number one. Number two is the wise use of all of your resources. That's what life is all about, full development. We're all aware that many people feel that we must be careful of focusing on money or affluence or abundance. That in it, or in the pursuit of it, there is danger. We often hear quoted from the Bible, the love of money is the root of all evil. And I do agree. If you make money your love, and you pursue affluence to the exclusion of, or at the expense of, other values of life, you have lost, not won. However, let us consider this question. If you could do better, should you? That's not a bad question. 
In the time allotted to labor, in the time given to economics, care for family, success, achievement, productivity, the creation of value, the development of skills and creativity, if you could do better, should you? I think that one of the greatest satisfactions of living life to the fullest is doing the best you can with whatever you have. Doing less than your best has ways of eroding the psyche. We seem to be creatures of enterprise. Surely it is the reason for the seasons. The soil and the sun and the rain and the seed all say, what can you do with us? The seasons say, do you have the genius to make something unique of us? Life says, here's the raw material. What splendid things can you produce from all there is? So, go for high productivity, the full employment of your genius, the full development of your potential in all areas of your life, including earning money. That is the essence of life. Make this note, none of us lack the capacity. None of us lack the capacity. We have far more capacity than we have time to take advantage of. I do read a record where it says all that time ago, some people lived to be 700 years, 800 years, 900 years old. I feel a little shortchanged when I only had the chance maybe to live 70, 80, 90, 100 years. When all that time ago, the record says, some lived to be 700, 800, 900 years. It seems like it would take seven or eight or 900 years to tap the full extent of our capacity, let alone 70, 80, 90, 100 years. But here's what I'm asking you to do. Get busy. You've got more brain power than you've used so far. You've got more potential than you've used so far. You've got more strength than you've possibly used so far. No telling how many languages you can learn, no telling how far you can go, no telling how strong you can get until you get busy working on yourself and see if you can't tap all of your full potential. People might have put you down in the past. I'm telling you those days are over. People that have told you you're too short, people that have told you you're too tall, you're too old, you're too young. I'm telling you the old idea about your limitations of the past, those days are gone forever. Mr. Shope only went to the eighth grade in school, so he put things in very simple language. He said, Mr. Owen, if you're 25 years old and you're an American male and you've been to high school and one year of college and you're not at least a third of your way towards your fortune, he said, isn't something wrong? Now, see, I'd never looked at it like that before. As being wrong, he said something's wrong. And then he said there's nothing wrong with the country and nothing wrong with the companies and there's nothing wrong with the banks and the money, but there's something wrong with your plan. There's nothing wrong with you, but there's something wrong with your thinking, something wrong with your plan. You bought the wrong story. You bought the wrong formula. And it's easy to wind up a nice person and broke. It's easy to wind up sincere and poor. I'm telling you, you can be sincere and poor, and you can work hard and be poor if you buy the wrong formula, buy the wrong plan. You didn't add up the percentages. You never took out the calculator. You never counted the cost, as an ancient phrase says. Now, see, that kind of blunt, straight language really helped to uncover where my problem lies. Let me give you one of the most clear formulas he gave me that helped to change my life. 
We deal in what we call basics in one of my lectures. Basics, fundamentals. And there's just a few fundamentals. And there aren't any new fundamentals. You've got to beware of somebody who says, I got a new fundamentals. And no, fundamentals are old. Here's one of the greatest of basics and fundamentals. It comes from an ancient Bible phrase. Here's what it says. Whatever you sow, you will reap. We call it simply the law of sowing and reaping. Right? Simply put, the law of sowing and reaping. Now then, Mr. Shove said to me, Mr. Owen, there's another way to quote this law that may very well help to discover where the problem lies. I said, okay, I'm ready. Here's what he said. It's also quoted like this. Whatever you reap is what you've sown. I thought, wow, I never thought about that. Now there went my list of all the things I blamed for my current circumstances. If you don't like the crop, who do you look up? Answer, whoever planted it. And where do you find who planted your crop? Answer, in the mirror. That's where you go come fall, come harvest time. You go to the mirror. And if necessary, you say, a few skinny carrots? I got to be unimpressed. Where were you last spring? Asleep. Didn't you read the books? Did you break your hoe? This is talking straight. This is telling it like it is. I asked the question last night, am I reading enough books or am I not? If I engage in my current financial practices, will it take me toward the fortune I would wish for in the next 10 years or will it not? If I keep up my current health practices, will I have the vitality and the health and the vigor to do all the things I want to do five years from now? Will I or won't I? Are my current practices taking me where I would really like to go or have I been kidding myself for quite some time? I had a day just before I met Mr. Shove called Do Not Kid Myself Anymore Day. Here's where I am after 25 years. Here's what I've got. There's no use Mickey Mousing with the numbers. There's no use trying to stretch it. There's no use trying to excuse it. There's no use trying to paint it some phony color. Let's tell it like it is. Because it's the truth that starts the freedom mechanism working. It's the truth that starts to relieve the mind of all the guilt and all the excuses and get right down to where it is. When I finally discovered that the government wasn't my problem and that prices weren't my problem and that it wasn't the company and it wasn't company policy and it wasn't my negative relatives and it wasn't the weather and it wasn't the economy and it wasn't the community, when I finally discovered it was me, we call that trauma. Now, after I had passed through the trauma of discovering that it was me and not all the other things I'd blamed all those years, when I finally went through the trauma, now suddenly it dawned on me, hey, if it's me, I can do something about that right away. And then I started getting excited after my trauma had passed. The only change that is really going to dramatically affect your life is you. Mr. Shove said to me, Mr. Owen, if it isn't going well for you, you don't say what's wrong out there. You say what's wrong in here. There's a black heritage spiritual that says, it's not my mother nor my father. It's not my brother nor my sister. It's me. What a revelation. But once you find out it's you, that's something you can go to work on this very day. You can start to make a new stretch today. You can start reading some new books today. You can sign up for some new classes today. You can start engaging in constructive thinking today. You can make some life-changing decisions today. See, you don't ever have to be the same again after this evening, only by choice. Now, this is called dealing in straight talk.
See, I used to blame everything outside. And then let me give you a little philosophy that helped turn my life around. For your notes, here it is. It's not what happens that determines the quality or the quantity of your life. It's not what happens. And the reason is because what happens happens to about everybody. No different. The sun went down on all of us last night. A common event, a happening. And I found out that the same things can happen to two different people. One gets rich and one stays poor. Why is that? It's because it's not what happens, but rather it's what you do that changes everything. So that's a key phrase. It's not what happens, it's what you do. What happens is about the same. You might put that in parentheses here. Same. What people do, that's what's different. Somebody says, yeah, but you don't understand the disappointments I've had. Come on. Everybody's had their share. Disappointments are not special gifts reserved for the poor. Everybody has them. The difference is what you do about them. So here's one of the key questions of the evening. Starting tomorrow, what are you going to do that'll make a change in your life's direction? Good question. What are you going to do starting tomorrow that'll make a difference? Now, see, if you don't do something starting tomorrow that'll make a difference, guess what? It's going to be the same. <laughs> and see, that way you can guess what the next five years are going to be like. Look at the last because the next five are going to be like the last five unless you, major key, tomorrow, change it all. Or change a little, or change something, or don't change. It's choice time. You can do whatever you want. But it's nice to know any day you wish you can change your whole life. What can you do starting tomorrow that'll make a difference? Good question. What can you do with economic chaos, massive disappointment? What can you do with a broken heart? What can you do when it won't work? Good question. So if I had a word with you tonight, one-on-one, -on -one, just you and me, I think my personal advice to you would be, this year, 1981, reach down inside of you and come up with some more of those remarkable human gifts. They're there, waiting to be utilized. And then change anything for you you want to change. And I challenge you to do that because you can change. If you don't like how it is for you, change it. If it doesn't suit you, change it. If it doesn't please you, change it. If it isn't enough, change it. And I challenge you to do that because you can change. See, you don't ever have to be the same again after tonight, only by choice. But I want you to make a note of this sentence and carry it with you wherever you go. And it goes like this. The major key, the major key to your better future is you. Once I understood that all those years ago when I first got started, age 25, my whole life changed. It's not the circumstances that come after it. It's not the opportunity that presents itself to it. 
the major key to our future, each of us personally, resides within ourselves. But I promise you that that's where it should be. The miracle of your future has to start with you. First, it has to start with you deciding what do you want out of your life. Your willingness to look for opportunity. And when you find it, your willingness to do something about it. Like Mark Hughes, once you've got an opportunity going, willingness to learn the skill one at a time. Learn the next one. Learn the next one. Learn the next one. The whole key, really, to your future is your own personal development. Because the miracle of your future does not lie outside of you. The miracle of your future lies within you. Some changes I needed to make at age 25 so that I could become a millionaire at age 31. And I had a teacher who gave me these extraordinary words, and I want you to make a note of them, and here's what he said. Mr. Rohn, if you will change, everything will change for you. If you'll change from a person who won't try to a person who will try, your life will change. If you'll change from a person who let things slide to a person who takes care of the situation, your life will change. If you change your attitude about money, about the marketplace, about the government, about circumstances, if you'll change all of that, your life can change. If you'll change your attitude, change your thinking, change your willingness to work, change from drifting to doing the job, if you'll start making these changes, your income will change, your life will change, your future will change. I heard that simple promise when I was 25 years old, and I started making those changes. And I promise you here today, if you'll start the process of changing into a stronger person, changing into a person that takes advantage of opportunity instead of letting it slide, if you'll start making those changes, skill by skill, step by step, day by day, your life will change. For things to change, you've got to change. I used to keep wishing that things would change back in those early days with my fingers crossed, hoping maybe the government would change, the economy would change, my negative relatives would change. And then I found out all of those things are going to be about like they've always been, that if I wanted my life to change, I was going to have to change myself. But if you will start making those personal changes, your life can take on some incredible changes. Your income can change. Your health can change. All kinds of things can start happening to you that have never happened before if you'll begin the process of personal development. So make the note. The major key to my better future is me. The same wind blows on us all. The wind of circumstance as well as the wind of opportunity. But here's how you take advantage of it. Look inside yourself. And if you'll start making those personal changes of discipline, personal changes of time management, personal changes of willingness to learn the skills, personal changes of personality improvement, attitude, all of the rest, with this opportunity, you cannot miss having an extraordinary life and an extraordinary future. Personal development, becoming better than you are, more than you are, stronger than you are, wiser than you are, more capable than you are at this very moment. Key phrase, success is something you attract by the person you become. Success is something you attract by the person 
you become. Success is not something you pursue. It's not something you chase, not something you go after. What you go after and chase usually eludes you like the butterfly you can't quite catch. So you don't have to pursue success. Here's what you have to do. Develop success. And success starts inside. Success starts inside your head. Success starts inside your heart. Success starts inside yourself. When you decide you're going to make the necessary changes and do the necessary growing in personal development. Success is something you attract by the person you become. But here's what you must learn to do. Underline the two words, take advantage. Just because spring comes, there's no sign you're going to look good in the harvest. You must take advantage of it. Springtime now is not very long. In space language, we call it the window, the window of opportunity. When they get ready to shoot the rockets off into space, there's a certain period of time where it's time to go. If they don't go, when it's time to go, they have to wait for another cycle of time to pass before it's time to go again. Spring doesn't last all summer. Spring doesn't last all year. It's usually a brief period of time. So make this note. Learn to recognize the spring and then learn to recognize the urgency of taking advantage of the spring. Also, you must get busy on all of your springs. There's just a handful of springs that's been given to each of us. I just lost my father a few weeks ago. He lived to be age 93. But it seemed as though his life still was short, even with 93 years. I wanted a few more years. But I guess if you had 200 years to live, you would want a couple of more. We always wish for those extra years, but 93 years for my father seemed like a very brief time. And life is fairly brief, short. We've just got a few springs. Sometimes people make the remark, I've got 20 more years. And here's the real truth about it. No, you've got 20 more springs, 20 more chances at a springtime. So here's what you must do. Take advantage of every one. Don't let the opportunity slip through your fingers. The opportunity to speak to someone. The opportunity to conduct a meeting. At the longest, life is brief. Take advantage of every opportunity to be with your family. Every opportunity to be with a friend. Learn to value life in all of its precious moments. We call these moments of opportunity. The moments don't last forever. My presentation is not going to last forever. This day is not going to last for the next six months. It's only going to last for a little while. But the little while that comes, put your heart into it. Lean into it. Like you're doing today, take notes. Lean forward. Get everything you can while the opportunity is here because the window opens and then... It closes. The meeting opens and then it's over. The day starts and then it concludes. So every time the sun comes up, take advantage of that day. Every time somebody presents themselves, take advantage of that opportunity. Every time you have a chance to do like I'm doing here today to tell your story, do it. And tell your story well. Put your heart and soul into it because life is brief at the longest.
And now in closing, I want you to jot down these four expressions. The first one is why. Why work this hard? Why put yourself through this much effort? Why? Why read that many books? Why work this hard? Conduct that many meetings? Why try to go for it all? Why try to be everything? Why try to do everything? Why try to do business around the world? And why work this hard? Why get up this early? Why stay up this late? Why go that far? Why make these kind of sacrifices? Why talk to that many people? Why try to see how much you can earn, how far you can go? Why try to see how much you can accomplish? How many skills you're going to be challenged by? Why do all this? Good question. But now jot down the second question. It's the best answer I know of to the first one, and that's why not? Why not see how far you can go? Why not see how much you can earn? Why not see how many people you can reach? Why not see how many projects you can support? Why not set a goal and see how many people you can help? I ask myself, why not try to reach the peak of my skills by the year 2000? What else am I going to do? Right? Why not see how far you can go, how much you can earn, how much you can share? Why not see how many meetings you can conduct? Why not see how many skills you can develop? Why not see the world? Why not do something extraordinary with your life? Why not touch other people and invest in their lives and watch unusual things happen? Why not? Hey, you've got to stay here till you go. Why not see how far you can go, how much you can do, how much you can take on, how much you can challenge yourself by? Why not? Now, here's the third question. I wish I could ask this question of each of you personally, but I haven't got the time. I'm going to ask you collectively question number three, but I want you to take it personally. And my third question is, why not you? Why not you? If Mark can do it from where he started, if Jim Rohn raised in farm country, parents of modest means, limited education, if I can do it and be invited to enjoy this extraordinary journey with Mark Hughes, why not you? We started with nothing. We started in debt. We started scared. We started with lack of skills. We started with an empty bank account. We started with challenges. Somehow, step by step, we made it. Through all the doubts, we made it. Through the summertime, we made it. Through the winter times, we finally made it. Yes, we're being honored now, but look where we started. And if we can do it, you can do it. Why not you with extraordinary skills? Why not you with power to spare? Why not you becoming a leader of many people into the future? Why not you doing business around the world? Why not you investing in other people and watching them grow? Why not you with personal satisfaction, having all of your bills paid and a fortune to spare? Why not you sponsoring all the projects you want to sponsor? Why not you walking with respect before your family? Why not you becoming a leader of leaders? Why not you mastering the skills and having extraordinary self-confidence, self-esteem? Why not you? And here's my last question. Why not now? I've got a good note for you to make as I wind up here today. There never was a better time. 1996, with a few more years until the year 2000, there never was a better time. Here's why. Number one, 
the world is ready. There never was a better chance. Yes, we might blow it. But I think we've got a better chance now not to blow it than five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 100 years ago. Yes, I know there's still a lot of crazy people out there in the world, but we've got a better chance now for democracy to flourish than we've ever had in 6,000 years of recorded history. We've got a better chance now politically. We've got a better chance now socially. We've got a better chance now with a young country like yours and mine. America's only a little over 200 years old. We've got a better chance now to spread the news of free enterprise, freedom, democracy. We've got a better chance now than the world's had in 6,000 years of recorded history. There never was a better time. We've got a better chance now to conquer some diseases that we didn't have a chance 50 years ago and 100 years ago. We've got a better chance now to spread the word through technology and television, and airplanes that fly and hooking up with satellites around the world. We've got a better chance now than we've ever had before to spread the word, better nutrition, fabulous products, financial opportunity, touching people's lives and watching them grow. There never was a better time. There never was a better time for your country. There never was a better time for my country. There never was a better time for the countries that are represented here today. This is the time. This is the moment. There never was a better time for you personally to step out front. So why not now? Get your act together. Develop your skills. Pay more attention than you ever have in the past. Develop more confidence than you ever have in the past. A chance to grow faster than you've ever grown in the past. A chance to touch more people's lives with technology. This is your time. This is your moment. 1996. Getting ready for 1997. And then three more years until the year 2000. Here's what I want you to do. Take advantage. You're listening to Sonny's Monday Motivation here on loudmouthradio.com.